0: We're so glad that we can have this gift of life to come back to see another new day and to worship God. And this morning, we shall go through God's word and may the spirit of God, the word of God speak to us. Let his heart be known to us as we study the word together. Let's close our eyes and look to God in prayer. Father, we are so thankful to you. For this gift of life. We thank you for your son Jesus. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for redeeming us. And thank you for this day. Father minister to us. Speak to us. Hide me behind the cross. Lord and you speak to all of us. Build us. Build our faith. Build our inner man. And help us to leave the service with your touch. And with your word. And with your blessing. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. We live in a world of cares, worries, anxieties, and various struggles. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 27 and verse 1, no one knows what a day may bring forth. No one knows what a day may bring forth. You know, we have all experienced sudden challenges, Struggles, sicknesses, pain, and worries and anxieties that come and cloud our lives. And sometimes these painful, disappointing situations arises in our life and we don't know what to do. But thank and praise God, the Bible is there to guide us. God's word guides us. And God's word leads us to enjoy his presence and his peace. And of late, if you have been following the new, newspapers and other news, we find how some of those people, young people, old people, pretty and handsome, educated or uneducated, rich and poor committing suicide. They end their life suddenly. Why? Because they think No one is there to care for me. No one is there to carry my burden. My burden is so big. My burden is so heavy. Who can help me? And recently I read about a bank manager, you know, and the entire family committing suicide. It was very painful. He's got everything going for him. Some wrong decisions he had made in life. Landed him in a trouble and he he and his family decided to end their life and people we fall sick suddenly a pain comes A unhealthy situation arises we begin to wonder what is happening to me and not only that families are getting separated because they are unable to handle struggles and problems for today's meditation i wanted to turn to first peter chapter five verses five to nine 5 to 9. Young men, in the same way, submit yourselves to your elders and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that in due time he may exalt you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded and alert Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to do over. Resist him standing firm in your faith and in the knowledge that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. This portion of scripture teaches about submission, humility, being sober minded in the midst of worries versus being proud and even opposing God or God opposing us. It also talks about submission to God or being dove by the devil, being killed or destroyed by the devil. And he also advises in this chapter both to the young people and to the old men and women. If you read the whole chapter, you will know the first four verses talks about the elderly and then it says a young man in the same way. and if you read the whole uh, book of First Peter, there are a lot of things where submission is mentioned. Submit to authority. Husband, submit to your wives. Wives, submit to your husband in the same way. You know, we find that uh, uh, about submission, so many things are mentioned. And here he trickles down to all of us. And uh, even though there are so many things that we can take from here, is one important thing that I wanted to take from all of us is casting all our anxiety upon him. For he cares for us, our worries, our anxieties, our stress, our fears, our struggles, our uncertainties that settle us. The whole book is to offer, can you go a little slower, please? And the whole uh, book is to offer encouragement to suffering Christians. In the midst of tears, stress, struggle, strain, we humans can become troubled and begin to wonder if anyone really cares for us. Here in this passage, Peter says, cast all your anxiety upon him for he cares for you. In the midst of persecution, the consequences of persecution and struggles, we become anxious, fearful, worried, and stressful. That was what was happening to the Christians there. They became anxious, worried. The persecution was all around. And Peter is addressing That issue to them here and telling them, cast all your anxiety. I know you're worried. I know you're fearful. I know you're anxious. You're wondering what's going to happen to your life. But he says, cast all your anxieties and cares upon him. Why does he say, cast all your anxiety upon him? The first one is because he cares for us. He says in this verse, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares who God cares for you and me. Cast, to throw open, place upon, to throw away or throw off, or to cast upon, to give up to God. To throw upon, place upon, to throw away throw off or to cast upon or to give up to God. Peter had been with Jesus. Let this uh, thing be there, please, the screen. Peter had been with Jesus and he had experienced a scare firsthand. When Jesus calmed the raging storm, when Peter was sinking, can go to the next screen, when Peter was sinking and he knows how Jesus rescued him. For when Jesus fed the multitudes. When he raised the dead. When he spoke gracious words to the broken heart. When Jesus offered forgiveness to the guilty. And also the way Jesus forgave him. Forgave Peter. Knowing all this so well. Peter is saying. I am saying from my experience. God cares for you. No matter who you are, and what has happened in your life. He cares for you. Cares mean to care about, be concerned with, and especially paying attention to the details of your life. Giving thought to, taking interest, taking an interest in your life in a a personal way. Imagine, you know, billions of people all all around the world, and there are so many people who know the Lord. God is concerned about each and every one of us as if we are the only one living in this world. I've always seen sometimes admiring mothers when they have a newborn baby, the baby is inside a room. I'm sure all of us have this experience and the baby makes even a slightest noise. You know, all of us will be busy with something, but the mother will say, oh, my baby is I can run into the room to take care. Even the slightest noise from the baby gets the attention of the mother. My dear brother, my dear sister, and the Bible says, the same mother sometimes may forget, it's very hard, it's very uh, difficult, but the Bible says they may forget, but I will never forget you. I remember when I was in Sri Lanka, in Jaffna, after the war was over, some of them were saying, my father, my mother was lying there with a bullet wound. I wanted to help them. But they said, no, you go away. You go away from me. You run away from here." They chased us. They said, I'm going to die in your, you go away. With tears, I had to leave my mother and come. Because others, well, the military was chasing us. This is the pain people go through in such a situation Peter is saying, he cares for you. No one can care about you and me as God cares about us and for for us. Cares for us and cares about us. And persecution is raging all around Peter. And Peter is saying, cast all your anxieties. And in Deuteronomy, Chapter 32, verses 9 to 14. We read a beautiful song of Moses. And here we read it. The Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is allotted inheritance. He found him in a desert land, in a barren, barren howling wilderness. He surrounded him, he instructed him, he guarded him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up its nest and hoves over its end, he spreads his wings to catch them and carry them on his pinions. The Lord alone led him, and no foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the heights of the land and fed him the produce of the field. He nourished him with honey from the rock and oil from the flinty crag, with curds from the herd and milk from the flock, with the fat of lambs, with rams from Bashan, and goats with the choicest grains of wheat, from the juice of the finest grapes, you drank the wine. Moses was explaining to them the care God gave to the people in the wilderness. He was towards the end of his life. He wants to recollect and tell them, this is how my people, God cared for you. I know, How I had to intercede with God. Speak to God. I know his mind very well. This is what he did for you. He protected you. He provided for you. And he gave personal care for all of you. He protected you. He provided for you and gave personal care for all this group of nomads. First one, he says, cast all your cares and anxieties. Never think nobody is there. There is a God who is inviting you and me and saying, Cast all your cares. And secondly, because we are a powerless people, we are people who have no power. If you read Matthew chapter 5, verse 36, Jesus was speaking about the kingdom lifestyle. And one of the places he said, No, should we swear by your head? For you cannot make a single hair white or black. I'm sure that most of us will agree. We do everything to mask our age, hair color, makeup, wigs, etc. The hairs of my head are numbered. Even if I color my hair, God knows how many white hairs are there and how many black are there. And whatever falls down, he notes it. That's what the Bible says. He knows. That's the power of God. And we are weak people. John chapter 19 and verse 11. Jesus said, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. This applies to all of us. We will not have any power within ourselves unless we receive it from God. God. But humanly, without God, we are powerless people. And Psalm 103, verse 15, we always stick with the first five verses. But here, he goes on to say, as for man, his days are like grass. As the flower of the field, so he flourishes. Our, Our days are like grass. The grass withers and the flowers fail. He mentioned the same thing in 1 Peter chapter 1 and 24. All flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. We can read this spread all over the Bible, similar verses. Maybe the Spirit of God wants to remind us as we read through the Bible. My son, my daughter, you are powerless. Without me, God says we are powerless. Without him, we are powerless. He says we are like grass and like the field. We are weak people, helpless people, powerless people. And that's why in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, Paul said in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. The point that I want to make is the Spirit helps us in our weakness. God knows our weakness. And He wants to help you and me and say, My son, my daughter, cast your cares, your anxieties upon me. And He knows our weakness so well. And we can go to Him and take refuge. And a God, often. I remember when Ajit, my eldest son, our eldest son was a small boy. I was in Saudi when I came down for vacation. Very often he would run to me. I was sitting with a friend and talking. Very often he would run to me and say, Daddy this, Daddy that. And I was getting a little disturbed. My friend said, no. All this while you are not there. Now he he found you. So he wants to take everything to you. All his troubles. That's his mind. My friend told me. And I think of it. Here we have a God who is seated. Not just on a vacation. Only visits on a vacation. But all the time. And we can run to him often. And we can share our weaknesses. And say Lord this is what my life is. This is what I am going through. This is what my struggles are. And the third one is. Worry hinders our fruitfulness. Worry hinders our fruitfulness. God's intention for humans is that they should be fruitful in the world. We all know very well in Genesis, the first two chapters, where God said, be fruitful and multiply. Be, be fruitful and That's the original intention of God. And because of the fall, our lives became marred. Our, our our focus was different, but because of the redemption, because Jesus has redeemed us, he is building us into his image and he desires we be, be fruitful. Devil opposes always the plan of God. Through, the, through man, God wants to inst- instill his image and rule the world and make this world a fruitful one. but Satan enters through the same man, Mars, the image of God and man, making them unfruitful. But to thank God for redemption. He has redeemed you and me that we can be fruitful. And Matthew chapter 13 and verse 22 Jesus said, The seed, he was explaining about the parable of the sower. And then he explains in verse 22 of Matthew 13, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Look at that part. The worries of this life can choke the word, making it unfruitful. Not only the deceitfulness of wealth, but also the worries of this life. When you and I worry and be anxious, what's going to happen? Why is my life like this? Why is my family like this? Why my job is like this? And when we begin to focus on our struggles more and become worried and anxious, the devil makes makes our lives unfruitful makes a life unfruitful. And this worries of this life is similar to what Jesus said in Matthew 6.25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life or do not take thought what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Here you find, do not worry about life. Both are same. So when we begin to worry about small small things or big things or whatever comes away our, our lives become unfruitful care or worry expresses anxiety literally the care which distracts us you know that word care or worry express anxiety literally the care which distracts you and me from God from God ordained lifestyle and focus and also, it makes us to be divided. Dividing and fracturing persons being into parts. Look at that explanation. The root meaning is to be divided. Dividing and fracturing a person's being into parts. Not just dividing into two, into parts. That's how worry and anxiety can make, you know, make our lives to be. And it will become unfruitful. It distracts and it divides us. It fractures our well-being. And God knows, my son, my daughter, I wanted to carry your worry. I wanted to carry your anxiety. Come to me. And our God always is there for helping you and me. John chapter 15, verse 8 and 16. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. Not just fruit, much fruit. And in verse 16, he said, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. Your fruitfulness, your prayers will be fruitful. Your life will be fruitful, lasting fruitfulness. That's the heart of God. And that's for God's glory. And he says, the spirit will help you in your weakness. He says, I'm there to carry all your burdens. Come to me. I think I've shared this before. I always look into the railway station those days when I used to travel. Nowadays, we all have, you know, uh, trolley bags. We pull our luggages and walk. During those days, nothing was like that. The porter will come. We'll have a lot of luggages, more than we could uh, carry with our hands. And he'll say, let me carry your luggage. He will bargain with us. And after striking a bargain, he will carry two, three suitcases on his head. One bag, he will carry it on his shoulder. And then, even when you have another small bag, we will give that back to him and say, you carry this also. And we like to walk like kings and queens. You know, we think, I paid this money, let him carry all my luggage. You know, whenever, when I read this verse, I think of that and i think how much god wants to carry those unseen burdens and pain anxieties that is pressing us god says i am there to carry i am there to carry and when he says my father is glorified it means in the fruitfulness of the vine is the glory of the husbandman in the fruitfulness of the vine is the glory of the husbandman if you and i can be fruitful the glory goes to God, and He says, My son, your anxiety, your worry is making you unfruitful. You're not able to concentrate, you're not able to do what I want you to achieve and do in life because you're anxious and worried, and you think you have to handle it. Discipleship encompasses also a life where all our anxieties and worries should be given to Him. Not only we forsake sin, abhor sin and hate sin, but also learn to transfer our worries and anxieties to fruitfulness. And finally, fourth one, it reveals our lack of faith. It reveals our lack of faith. Worry and anxiety reveals our lack of faith in God's care, God's love, God's protection and God's providence. Romans 14 and verse 23. He said, whatever is not of faith is sin. Whatever is not of faith is sin. I said, Sermon on the Mount is life in the kingdom of God. Jesus gave us what is life in the kingdom of God. It was not set of codes where you and I should live like this. He said, this is if you are a child of God. This is the lifestyle that you can enjoy. That's what God said. Jesus said. And going to Matthew 6 again to 25 to 27. I want to read this passage. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them, are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hair to his arm? It reveals our lack of faith. God said don't worry, I'll take care. I'm there who provides. I remember reading a small story about two small sparrows sitting on a branch, looking down where Men, were, men and women and children were running around, you know, like headless chicken. And one of them looked to the other sparrow, one sparrow looked to the other sparrow and said, why are the men and women so worried and anxious running around like this? So the other sparrow said, maybe they don't know that they have a God like how you and I have who takes care of us, who provides for us. Maybe because of that, they're doing this. He said in verse 34, do not worry about tomorrow. Each day's struggle is enough for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble for its own. Do not worry about tomorrow. Handle what you need for today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, now abides faith, hope and love. And the greatest of this is love. Faith is needed to handle the present situations. Hope is needed to handle the future. And love is handled to overcome the past. And without love and faith, we will never be able to have hope. And you and I can look forward if we can rely on God's love, cherish his love all these years, how God took care, the past, how, God good, how good God is to us, and live the present thanking God for what he has done for us in the past, the future will be full of hope because he is still there as he was yesterday, he is here today with us, he will, he, uh, he will be there with us tomorrow and always. And Luke chapter 10 and verse 41. Martha was very worried. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha. You are worried and upset about many things. You are upset. He never appreciated Martha's running around. Instead, he said, Mary has chosen something wonderful. You are worried and anxious about many things. My dear brother, my dear sister. I wanted to encourage all of us. Never allow worry and anxiety. Challenging situations to put your spirits down. Put your spirits down. Go to the next slide. Here we find how the Lord can help you and me. Trust and believe because he cares for us. Let's trust and believe because we are powerless people. Trust and believe because worry hinders our fruitfulness. We will trust and believe because it reveals a lack of faith if it is not there. What can we take from this? What can we take from this into our lives? Learn to trust and believe in the goodness of God. In the midst of pain and suffering. Learn to trust and believe. Trust and believe. Trust in the ability of God through Jesus Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Trust in the ability or through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, trust God has got the power to overrule everything. And then believe in his personal care. And love for you and me as individuals. And also remember all of our struggles. He knows very well. Trust and believe. The goodness of God. And in the power of God. And all means. When Peter said cast all your anxieties on him. Because he cares for you. It means all. Everything big and small that worries you. Everything big and small that worries you. Everything fearful and most fearful. Everything that you cannot handle and can mess up easily. Every doubt about your future and your past and your present. Everything you have messed up until now. Everything you have no control over in your life. Simply come and tell him verbally, Lord, I just Transfer this over to you. Some of you may be going through sleepless nights sometimes, taking a long time to sleep. I give you a small secret which I've learned very late in life. When I go to bed, as soon as I go, I connect with God's Holy Spirit. There will be worries, there will be anxieties, there will be problems, there will be troubles. I begin to look to Him and say, Lord, I just transfer it over to you. You are there to take care. I can't handle it. Even if something I've done, because of that I'm struggling, I still say, Lord, this is, I, this is I who messed it up like this. I said like this. I did like this. I want you to handle, Lord. Forgive me and handle it. I speak to God. Everything big and small. Everything fearful and most fearful. Everything that I cannot handle and things that I mess up easily in the future every doubt about my future, past and present, everything that I've messed up until now and everything that I have no control over, I hand it over to God and I go into a deep sleep every day, every time I go to bed. Learn this. God wants you and me to enjoy his care. He wants us to enjoy his care. In Singapore, in every apartment, in every house, there is a bomb shelter. You know, where when when the enemy country bombs, they can go into and hide themselves, even if the buildings are 27 floors, 30 floors, bomb shelter is there. Very surprising. But in almost all the homes, they stuff all their unwanted stuff, extra stuff inside that bomb shelter. And when the when there is a real bombing happen, they have to bomb that bomb shelter, remove everything, and then get inside. You know, I, when I think of it, most of us are like this. We have a God who really cares, who is our tower, who is our shield, who is our protector, but we don't use him for that. We don't come to him for that. We don't rely upon him for that. We think he's there only on Sundays to come and worship him. No, a God is concerned about every day of our life. A government, a Singapore government can think of its people and provide in the rules to build a bomb shelter, how much more God will be concerned about you and me when we are facing struggles and challenges, cares, anxieties, and worries, fears, and torments in our life. God stands as a burden bearer for all of us. Psalm 81 and verse six, the psalmist is recollecting about the people of Israel's journey. And there God says, I removed his shoulder from the burden. You know, some translations say I removed the burden from the shoulder. But I find most of the translations show I removed his shoulder from the burden. You know why? Burden God can handle. But he's concerned about my shoulders and your shoulders. And he says, I want your shoulder to be free, my son, my daughter. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. Trust in his goodness. Release your reasoning that trouble you. Recollect his goodness always in your life. Watch him making all things straight for you trust in his goodness and do not lean on your own understanding. release your reasonings that trouble you in all your ways acknowledge him, recollect all the goodness that God has showered upon you and the things that he can do for you and watch him making your paths straight and Isaiah 26 and verse 3 you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Perfect peace. Mind can enjoy perfect peace. But only two things. By allowing this mind to stay on him. I can allow my mind to stay on my challenges, struggles and pain, worries and anxieties. Or I can allow my mind to stay on him. And when I allow to my mind to stay on him, I enjoy perfect peace. And as I trust him, he will lead me. And Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. This is almost like a copying and paste from Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3. And verse 8 he says, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Which spreads out whose root by the river. And you will not fear when heat comes. But leaves will be green. And you will not be anxious in your year of drought. Nor will you cease from yielding fruit. You will be fruitful when? Not when everything is fine. But by trusting in God. And hoping in God. When heat comes. And the year of drought. All the trees will not bear fruit. But you will bear fruit. That's what he says. Year of doubt, drought, or heat, your green, your leaves will be green, your roots will be wet, and your fruits will be wonderful. Peter said, Cast all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. And in Psalm 125 and verse 1, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion which cannot be shaken but endures forever you and i will be strong as we trust in god in god's goodness lord you have good things in your mind for me i know you will take care i know these things are coming with your permission and with your wisdom and with your understanding and in daniel 317 In 18, you read about the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And in 17, they say, if the God whom we serve exists, then he is able to deliver us from the blazing fiery furnace and from your hand, O king. But if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image you have set up. He exists, so he will deliver. But in case you think he is not there and nothing happens, still we will trust him. The ten spies went into, and the twelve spies went into the promised land. They viewed the promised land and two of them came and gave a good report. Ten of them gave a bad report because they did not trust in God's goodness, God's power. They did not recollect the miracles that God had done for them. The land of Egypt, parting of the Red Sea, feeding them with manna and quails. They forgot everything. They saw the present condition and they forgot the God of mercy and kindness who led them. God was displeased. Can your anxiety and my anxiety displease God? Yes, very much. Ten spies and the people who wept with them, they all lost the chance of entering into the promised land. Lack of faith in God's power and lack of faith in God's goodness. That is when we don't trust God in his power, when we don't believe God for his goodness, we lose the best that God has kept for us. Maybe you have a burden of sin, sickness struggles but he knows everything lean on him lean on his arms and find comfort peace and victory he that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him give us freely all things all things Romans 8 all things that are needful for your life and my life as children of God he will give for you and me there was a newly married couple and that man was a ship captain. He took his newly married wife onto the ship. He said, us I want to take you on your first voyage. And he took her. And one day there was a fierce storm. The captain was handling the ship. His wife was so frightened and both of them were believers. The wife was so frightened. She came trembling to him into his cabin where he was, his, his, you know, his uh, engine cabin, and said, What's happening? Captain was cool. He took a knife that was there and kept it at near her throat and then looked at her and said, Do you fear this knife in my hand? She looked at him and said, no, I don't fear this knife in your hand. Then he asked her, why? Because I know the knife is in your hand. In whose hand the knife is, I know you will not harm me. So the captain smiled and said, I know in whose hands this Thomas. He knows what to do for me. I know he will not harm me. He will take care. My dear brother, my dear sister, you and I can trust and believe in the goodness of God. No matter what happens, no matter what lies ahead, we can always cast our anxieties and burdens upon him. And he will take care and he will lead us. And we will be fruitful in our spirit. That's the end result. When you and I begin to trust and believe, trust in the power of God, believe in the goodness of God, we will be able to be fruitful in our lives, no matter what happens. Let's look to God in prayer. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you, Lord. Worship you. Father, whatever be the storms of life, you are there for us. I don't know what is awaiting me this afternoon, this evening, tomorrow. None of us know. But no matter what happens, help us always to know that you are in control. We can trust in your goodness. I can. We can trust in your power and we can believe in your goodness, Lord. Thank you for leading us thus far. Thank you for this 10th month of this year that we can enter. We thank you for being with us. Continue to lead us, minister to us. And help us never to be people of anxiety, worry, fear lord and lord and becoming unfruitful help us always to know that you are there to handle everything for us and help us to concentrate on being fruitful for your glory in the name of jesus we pray amen